0: The Garrett and Jared Show, we love it, they're good boys. Hey, um, if you've been a dad for uh, more than five seconds, you'll appreciate that being a dad is an incredible privilege, and uh, if you've been a dad for more than maybe five minutes, you'll appreciate that being a dad also has its challenges. Some of you have uh, been through various stages of being a dad, and uh, maybe you can remember back to when you were just getting the hang of changing and cleaning around the nuclear nappies. Just when you were getting good at that, you blinked and and woke up suddenly sitting at the family table, helping your primary school age kid with their homework. In subjects that didn't even exist when you were in school. Trying to appear smart and have it all together. Then uh, some of you moved from that stage of being a dad. And uh, your child mysteriously turned 13. And you wondered if overnight aliens had snuck into their bedroom and... Done a body switch with them because this teenager didn't look, smell, behave anything like the primary school version. Being a dad. We're celebrating that today. And whilst various roles, the specifics of various roles of being a dad will change through the stages and seasons of life, one role that never changes is the responsibility of of passing on good things to your kids, passing on a legacy to your kids. And I think back when I was growing up with my dad, of the many great things that he passed on to me, uh, he passed on a a love for competitive sports, not just watching them, but actually participating in them. And uh, my father participated in competitive sports into his mid-70s um, when only uh, the fact that 20 years prior he'd been knocked over by a truck on the job, uh, 20 years later those injuries got the better of him in his mid-70s and he had to retire from competitive sport. That that instilled something in me that movement is a gift, not a chore. And uh, I'm forever grateful. It was just normal to move and be active, not just something that kids do. Um, my dad instilled in me and, and, and demonstrated to me a great work ethic. My dad, my dad did whatever it took to 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 be someone that God could provide through for our family. Uh, my dad um, worked at a pretty low-paying job as a laborer for the uh, town of uh, Kalamunda, Shire of Kalamunda, building roads. Some of you have driven on the roads that he, you know, swept stuff around. And he would go there and clock on at the Wollaston Council Depot at seven a.m. Rain, hail, or shine, and lay rows. My dad's like five foot one, and in true Aussie fashion, his workmates called him Big Al. <laughs> and he would hustle, and he would finish work at three thirty, and he would drive home. He would shower. He would put on a tuxedo. And he would then drive into the city and work as a doorman at the Perth Concert Hall uh, as a part-time job, so that my brother and I could have a good education. And he never complained. He didn't. He didn't walk around with his chest out, hoping someone would pin a medal to it. He just got it done. And and I learned incredible work ethic from my dad. Um, and one of my observations. And, and by the way, uh, those of you that, that are uh, here visiting with us. For the first time today, I'm not a dad yet, so I'm speaking more observationally than experientially. Okay, but doesn't make me a hypocrite uh, because I'm a very keen observer of, of dads and uh, what makes great dads, and uh, it's easy to pass on the good things that we got from our dad to to our kids. But what about if there was some gaps? What about if there were some things that maybe your dad your dad didn't pass on to you? maybe some of you grew up and unlike me had a dad that was lazy and uh, and because of his uh, poor work ethic, maybe your family didn't enjoy and, 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 and have some of the things you might have wanted to have had growing up maybe you had, your dad was distant you know we, we kind of uh, unfortunately if you've grown up in Australia from a a um white european lineage it's it's a pretty common reality maybe your dad never told you he loved you maybe your dad wasn't loving towards your mother maybe worse still maybe your father was abusive to you or your siblings or your mother F- physically abusive emotionally abusive verbally abusive you know th- these things are are all too common i'm not talking hypothetical terms here and yet what I want to do is, is hold up the idea of what God would want us as dads to do. And, and the picture is that of passing on a baton. Like in athletics, when the, the relay competitions happen, the, 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 it's, it's not always the fastest sprinters that win the race. It's often the ones who get the baton changeover correct that will win the race. And by the way, conversely, if you don't get the baton changeover correct, even despite being the fastest, best prepared athlete, you drop that baton, you damage that baton, you don't win the race. And God's picture of, of fatherhood is that we would actually receive a baton from our fathers. That our fathers would pass on to us a baton that, that for a season of life, we get to run with with it in our hand. It's now our, it's now our dad's baton. And we run that for a season, and then it doesn't end there, that there's a point in time where we would pass that baton on as well to the next generation. That's God's best. That's God's picture, God's God's idea that we'd pass on, in fact, a better baton to the next generation. But what if you received a damaged baton? What if some of these examples that I I shared just a few moments ago are a bit of the fabric of your baton? Your baton's a bit dented. Yeah, you got it, but it doesn't look like the creator intended it to look. It's a bit scuffed. It's a bit dented. It's a bit twisted. What if you got a damaged baton? You know, one thing that continues to impress me with, uh, I, I speak to our Elevate Dads, is um, I know some of you got a damaged baton. I know your stories, you've shared them with me. And I've just been incredibly impressed with how so many of you, whilst holding your damaged baton, have sought God's guidance and help and strength and courage. And you've sought out wise fathers around you Fathers of a generation, that they're not your biological fathers, but you've looked to them for wisdom and investment. Because you're committed that even though you may have received a damage baton, you don't want to pass on a damage baton to your kids. You want to pass on a better baton to your kids. And I absolutely love that. Listening to a story during the week of a uh, church leader. He was at a backyard barbecue with some friends. And uh, all of the the dudes, all the dads, were standing around drinking some adult beverages, as you do. And uh, out of the corner of, of his eye, he noticed one of the dads was just drinking uh, mineral water, which is not a very blokey thing to do. You know, Mineral water and and then, you know. Mm. And so, so he went over to the guy drinking the mineral water, and he said, uh, so what's the story with the mineral water? And the guy says, oh, just trying to just trying to drop a few kilos for summer. And he said, uh, he said, really? And the guy with the mineral water said, actually, no. It's not, that's not the true story. The true story is my father was an alcoholic and my father was abusive towards my mother and my siblings and myself. And whilst I don't have a, a problem with people enjoying some adult beverages, I know that for my family, in my lineage, that I cannot take that damaged baton that I got from my father and pass that damaged baton on to my kids. And so I made a very, 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 very strong decision that it stops with me. That the next generation will receive a better baton than the one I got given. Heard another story during the week about a dad who's who is known amongst his peers for his incredible Household financial management, and he was asked, you know, like, wow, you're so great at managing your household's finances. You've got savings accounts for your kids. You've set up your superannuation plan for yourself. You've got an investment portfolio that's rock solid. You know, where did where did that come from? Was was your dad a CFO or a CPA or you know how how did you how did you become so great? He said, my father spent every single cent that he owned on irresponsible pursuits and as a consequence my mother never had enough money to make the household budget last from week to week as as kids we didn't ever get brand new clothes and we often had to wear hand-me-downs of hand-me-downs of hand-me-downs and I decided that it stops with me I decided that it stops in my generation and I'm going to pass on a better baton to my kids than the damaged one I got from my dad that's great huh I've been open with you about my dad, those of you that are, are regulars here at Elevate. Uh, one of the challenges that, that my dad had was um, he uh, had some serious anger management issues when I was growing up. The The issues were that he didn't know how to manage his anger. <laughs> it's fine. And while they call them anger management issues, he didn't have any management. <laughs> it was the, uh, you know, the... the, the the line from the Hulk applied to my dad, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And Big Al had a fury within him that belied his small physical stature. And I've said this to you, that if you meet him today, you wouldn't, you, there's no hint of that. But when I was growing up, that was a very, very real thing. And he would light up like a stick of dynamite at the most seemingly inconsequential thing. And in my 20s, that was me. I, I, I took that damaged baton, and whilst it wasn't to my kids, it was to anybody that crossed my path. And uh, through my 20s, I alienated, alienated a lot of people. I did a lot of damage to people because I didn't control my anger. I, I, and, and I just thought it, 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 was, it was uncontrollable you know my dad had passed a, a, a damaged baton full of anger to me and and that's the baton i'm holding and so i didn't know any different and i just would use that any which way i could and, and 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 yet i came to the realization in my late 20s that 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 it didn't have to be that way that i didn't have to pass on a damaged baton even in my leadership and and my relationships None of us are ever going to pass on a perfect baton. If God was to call us to pass on a perfect baton, I, I think that would be pretty unreasonable. But, but God gives us the challenge as dads to pass on a better baton than the one we received. It doesn't have to be perpetuated. There's the wisest guy that ever lived, There's a guy named Solomon. Wisest apart from Jesus and A couple of you, of course. Um, And and he wrote this about raising children. And and it's about parenting. Although here at Elevate, we also consider our responsibility and we take the opportunity to partner with parents to invest into the kids here. This is what Solomon, one of the the wise things he he said about parenting and raising kids and and investing and raising up the next generation. Train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Now, Solomon wasn't merely referring to verbal instruction, that that, that our responsibility as parents is to just give lectures and, and verbal lessons to our kids. Do this, don't do that, do more of this, do less of that, do this this way, don't do that that way. But in fact, the realization that that, that more of what we pass on to the next generation is, is caught than is taught. That that values are more caught than taught. That, 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 that we're passing on things and training up our children in the stuff of the everyday. The stuff that we do when even no one's watching or, or we think no one's watching is where we're training up. A child in the way they should go. And, and one of the ways we pass on a better baton is to pass on great pictures. Now, I'm not talking about your selfies and your Instagram account and your iCloud photo library. I'm talking about pictures of you reading the Bible and praying with your kids every night. I'm talking about pictures of you hugging them and, and telling, you, telling them you love them you know, don't, don't do that, dad. Listen, kid, I'm the dad. I make the rules and I'm going to hug you and I'm going to tell you that I love you. And if you're embarrassed by that, that's your problem. Kids aren't the CEOs. My mom and dad never hugged me and told me that he loved me. Yeah, so pass on a better baton. Pictures of you building your family rhythm around God and his church, that Sundays aren't optional if nothing better comes up on a Sunday morning, that you're here and there and elevate kids and Friday night they're elevate youth because that's the stuff that you build a life around, the rhythm of God's church. And I encourage you and, and, and my encouragement today on Father's Day is dads leave, leave lots of great pictures for your kids. Leave pictures of you listening to worship music or preaching podcasts in your car instead of listening to the bad news and catching up on the sports results. Oh, Dad, can we listen to something else? No. When you get a license in your own car, listen to whatever you want. But right now we're listening to worship music and preaching podcasts because it leaves a great picture to your kids of what matters. Jesus isn't going to ask you what the sports score was. He's going to ask you about the condition of your soul and your kid's soul, right? Leave great pictures. Pictures of them hearing you you praying behind a closed door. Pictures of you sitting next to them and praying for them and reading the Bible to them consistently. Pictures of you honoring God with your finances, giving him the first and the best, serving him in his church. Pictures, pictures of you loving your wife well. Yeah, that's gross. (laughs) It's one of the ways we pass a better baton on is leaving great pictures for our kids. I was actually praying this week uh, on Thursday. Specifically, I was praying and, uh, and God gave me a picture um, about something that's going to happen in, in the near future. Um, and, it, and I was able to capture that image. Um, and uh, here, here's the image. Um, th- 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 uh, uh, I believe this is, this is sometime in mid-October this year that we'll see this in, in reality. Of uh, of the mighty Pav holding up the premiership cup, having having won it, not not from 2013 at the pre parade. This is what God showed me. And uh, and um, anyway, see see this would have got a very different reaction if I was preaching this message in a Melbourne church. You do understand that, all right? We're all like, hey, Eagles, Duckers, I don't care as long as it's the West Australian team that wins, right? jeez, oh, <laughs> Totally losing. I don't know who's going to win the grand final. Uh, one thing I do know, though, is on that grand final day that there will be incredibly raucous cheering and applause and screaming and yelling for every single tackle made, for every single uh, mark taken, for every single goal kicked, that, that the, that the, the, the 100,000 people gathered there at the MCG will be cheering on every one of those players and everything they do well. And I, I, I kind of you know, wish that you dads could have a cheer squad following you around wherever you go, and cheering you on for every great picture that you're leaving your kids in real time. That every time you prayed for your children, when they weren't even in the room, that the cheer squad lit up. Yay, dad. Go, dad. You you realize you can't pass on a better baton on your own, so you're 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 asking God for his help. (laughs) That's so awesome. A cheer squad that would clap when you pulled up to the car park of sports practice in the driving rain, 6 p.m. on a Thursday night when you barely even made it home in time to give them that lift, dad's taxi. But you wanted to encourage their gift and their passions and their interests. And so... See, I wish there was a cheer squad waiting in that car park for you, because you deserve that. I I wish there was a, a cheer squad waiting for you when you're lying there, comatose after a hard day at work, scrolling through Netflix, and Junior comes up and says, Dad, I've got a project. I need to make something, and I need your help. And you drag your weary body and your weary brain off the couch, and you step into the spare room and you helped Junior with his school project. I wish there was a cheer squad in that spare room cheering you on because you're leaving great pictures for your kids. We value and appreciate dads all year round here at Elevate Church. Some of you have heard me say this, that unfortunately there's, there's a little bit of a subversive uh, cultural attack on the idea of, of of dads who are leaders in their homes, and it spawned satirical TV shows and popularized them, like The Simpsons. Where, if you didn't realize it already, The Simpsons is just a piss take of everything that's wrong with the Western society, and, and and the and the caricature of Homer Simpson is all of the the unfortunate characteristics that are are not good uh, in in many respects, and this this disengaged, lazy, uh, incompetent dad. We don't believe that here. Modern family, we don't believe that here. We, we believe that dads are given a, a role by God. and You can fit the title of the job on a business card, but you can't fit the role description on a business card. That role description goes on and on and on and on. And because we know that that role description goes on and on and on and on, and because we know there are days where you don't feel capable of being a great dad, where there's days where you don't think you're going to be able to pass on a better bat, and we're, we're your cheer squad. You need to know that. You need to know that we don't look at you and expect perfection, nor does God. When you fall, we, we hope we can help pick you up. We don't expect you to paper over the cracks of any of the the damage that you was done to the baton that you got handed, but rather put it out there in the open for God and and the people around you to to leave a better baton that you can pass on to your kids. Today, we call this Dad Fest. It's a celebration of being a dad, and it's unashamedly blokey, and... uh, if you don't like that, you can come on Mother's Day. It's going to be unashamedly mm-hmm. not blokey. <laughs> but today, we 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 want to say, Dad, for all the things you, you you've done and do for your kids that are seen and unseen, to create great pictures and to pass on a better baton. Well done. If you've ever wondered if it if it even matters, it, it matters the hard work, the sacrifice, what they call in sport, the one percenters. They matter. And it matters for your kids. And and God uses that stuff to help you pass on a better pattern. So I want to do two things just as I finish up here for our dads. Second one is I, I want to pray for our dads. Uh, and... Uh, The first one is, before we pray for you, I I thought the rest of us uh, could just take a moment to give you a bit of big fat cheer and a clap of encouragement for everything you have done and everything you do as dads, eh? I think this whole Father's Day thing's just deployed by the retail stores to sell more aprons and barbecue tongs. Well, look, let me say it differently. I think every day should be Father's Day, and I think every day should be Mother's Day when it comes to kids honoring their fathers and mothers. But we just want to dial up a little bit today. I want to pray for you. I don't want things to get too weird. We don't normally single people out, but dads, you guys are tough. If you're a dad here, uh, would you mind just standing? It's not gonna, I'm not going to get you up the front and ask you to dance and clap on a two and a four or anything beyond your mortal capabilities. But we want to pray for you. So how about, I'll, I'll pray, but you know, the rest of you can pray a silent prayer to God in your heart. God, we thank you for the dads here. Whether they're new dads, newly minted like Scotty Wheeler, whether they're uh, walking through that kind of mid-stage like the Baden Johnsons, or whether they're industry veterans like some of the gray hairs that are standing in front of you now. God, for all of them, we thank you. We we, we thank you for, for for allowing them to have and, and be experiencing the gift of being a dad. We thank you for guiding them and using them to to make great decisions when they've made great decisions, to pass on a better baton to their kids by leaving great pictures. And God, for those that are still dads, uh, I pray that you would nudge them more in your direction to draw strength and guidance from you, that you would surround them with wise peers and mentors and, 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 a, and a great cheer squad that's going to encourage them to, to pass on a better baton. God, for those that received a damaged baton, I pray for, for healing and restoration in their hearts that that, that, that wouldn't be, that, that any resentment or any uh, lack of, 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 of role modeling wouldn't leave them feeling inadequate, but rather more motivated to, to, to say that it stops with me and it stops in this generation and that I will pass on a better baton to my kids than the one that I got from my dad. And then we also thank you, God, for our dads who I'm confident in almost every case did the best they could. I thank you for the good gifts that our dads passed on to us, for the sacrifices that our dads have made for us, for the extra mile that our dads have often lived in so that they would pass on a better baton to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks a lot, Dads. Fantastic. Brilliant. Great. I'm just going to do one more thing. I hand back to Jess. Uh, some of you, we've been talking about dads this morning, Duh. and uh, there's something a little bit more important that we do as a church than, than, than just cheer on dads, although we consider that incredibly important. And... Uh, Kind of take you back to what we were singing at the beginning. We are singing about a God that loves us. We are singing about a Jesus, the Son of God, that that died for us. And we did that because many of us believe God is real. Many of us believe God loves us. Many of us believe that He sent His Son, Jesus, to die for us. And we sing about that. We declare that. We celebrate that. Um, What we want to do right now is is give you an opportunity if you've never actually taken the opportunity. We want to give you an opportunity to, just to consider for a moment whether God is real, if, if you've never considered that before. And, and not just consider it like a mental exercise, but, but rather whether, whether that's something you want to respond to. If you've got a sense that God is real, and I want to tell you that he is, I, I, uh, I'm not, I can't you know pull him out of a hat like a magician, But for me, God's revealed everywhere. Everything that's good is a revelation that God is real and God loves us. And uh, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to that right now. If you've never actually said to God, I believe you're real and and actually I'd like to experience a relationship with you, I want to give you that opportunity right now before we kind of move on with the dad festivities. Um, So all I want you to do, if you want to make that decision this morning, if you want to say, yeah, God, I believe you're real and I want to have a relationship with you, I just want you to quickly slip your hand up right now. Just quickly slip your hand up while you're there, while you're seated where you are, and and then I'll ask you to put it down and then we'll quickly pray. And just putting your hand up, you're saying, yeah, that's me. I, I want to, God, I know you're real and I want to have a personal relationship with you. When I see your hand, you can put it down and then we'll pray. I don't want to miss anybody.